Hello everyone, welcome to the AfriTalk podcast where we come together to discover ourselves through our heritage and sharing our experiences in the diaspora. I am your host, Jackie. Hello, brothers and sisters. Once again, welcome to the AfriTalk podcast. I hope you've all been doing well and I've been doing well myself too. It has been a while that I've dropped a new episode. (laughs) I think it was two or three weeks ago, but uh, you know, sometimes you just need to take a break and that's what I did. Um, But nevertheless, we'll continue with the mental health series. So in the previous episode, we learned about what mental health is and mental illnesses and stuff like that. And so, but after saying all of this, eh, what I think is that everybody can have a mental illness if you don't take care of your mental well-being, like your mental health, right? Yeah, so um, during a lifetime, we not everyone will experience mental illnesses, mm-hmm. but everyone will struggle or have a challenge with their mental well-being, just like we all have challenges with our physical well-being every now and then. You know, so every now and then you might have a headache, you know, you might feel like your tummy doesn't feel well, you might get a cold, you might get a flu every now and then. That's those are all challenges on your physical health, right? Mm-hmm. So the same thing will apply to your mental health every now and then depending on the situation maybe you are really stressed at work work is really busy god forbid you lose your job you are you are worried about finances so you might feel low every now and then but then once you get a job once the stress from work um, goes down your mood comes back again so we might have those challenges it doesn't mean necessarily that every single one of us will have mental illness no but we will have challenges Mm -hmm. here and there just like we do with our physical health, but yeah, not okay. everyone will have mental illness. Okay, okay, okay. That's okay. At least ooh, that that's uh my, my heart is at ease a little bit yeah. now. <laughs> Phew. <laughs> so is there a way to like prevent mental illness as as it's yeah itself? Because you did mention that um you have to take off your mental being and all this kind of thing, but is there like a special way to really like prevent mental illness? So a way to prevent mental illness is by looking after your mental health. Simple. Mm -hmm. Just like your physical health. If you decide to go and buy chocolate and eat chocolate every day, you decide to make Milo, put three spoons of sugar and put the Mm. coronation milk inside and cut your Ghana bread, put bread inside, fry three eggs, put it inside and be eating it every day you know that eventually mm. you might be suffering diabetes or cholesterol mm-hmm. or something of that sort, right? Yeah. So just the same way applies to our mental health. If you are experiencing stress, if you are, you know, having low moods, even if you lose your job, there are things that you can do in the meantime to make sure that you are not remaining in that one place and feeling sorry for yourself. So if you've mm. lost your job, whilst you are looking for a job, you can volunteer, because once you volunteer, you kind of give yourself the sense of giving back to communi- to your community, doing something with your time, giving, you know, making a positive impact in your community or in your society. You can volunteer with charities, you can volunteer with your church. There's so many 
volunteer opportunities that you can do while yeah. you're for job. So if you lost your job, I don't feel like it's, it won't do you any good if you remain in the house all the time. Do something with your time and find something that you absolutely love doing. You know, if it's painting, if it's cooking. Um, yeah, just there are so many things that you can do to fill your time that will give you meaning, you know, rather than yeah. down and feeling sorry for yourself. So, those and that can lead to absolutely something bad. Mm-hmm. Employee employers tend to um, ask questions that you know from such and such time where you have been unemployed. What have you been doing with your time? And if you were you are able to say, look, I was unemployed from such and such amount of time. Whilst I was unemployed, I volunteered in company ABC, I did this and that, this is what I was able to do with my time. They look at you, they think, wow, that's very great. You know, they took the at least, advantage mm-hmm. of, of that. They turned the negative thing into positive and they, they were able to do something great out of it. So I think that gives you a better prospect of, you know, get being seen in a good way rather than just staying at home and being sad and feeling low and, you know, feeling isolated. And that kind of give you opportunity to connect with other people as well. And another way that you can, you know, look up, put your, prioritize your mental health is, which we don't really do much in the African community is self-care, self-love and meditation. So yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> so last night- all the fine, all the bonuses we get from work, all the I don't know, all the gifts we get, all the nice things we buy, we'll go and give it to quote unquote our men of God, our pastors, yeah. thinking they deserve it, and then we will literally ah, we just be suffering ah, this thing. Hey, <laughs> no, it's not done. So it's important to practice self care. You know, like. If you are really busy at work, just find time for yourself. You just take time out. Just burn a candle. As you can, you know, behind me, I have loads of candles here. I love burning candles. Mm. It makes me feel good about myself. Put on that diffuser. Put on some essential oils in there. Just have a nice smell in the house. Watch a movie. If you're a lady, you love dressing up, play dress up. It's fun. Paint your nails. Do a facial. Read a book. Watch a movie enjoy cooking. These things kind of help your mental health. It kind of makes you feel good about yourself. If you enjoy painting, do that. And also if you are a person that you feel like you're always on the go, how about you put yourself first and be like, look, it's okay if I don't, I don't wash the the clothes today. I can do it tomorrow. I'm just going to take time out today. And I'm just going to sit on the sofa watch a movie, paint my nails, talk to my friend, catch up with, you know, think series that I love watching that I've never found the time to do. So it's just all about putting yourself first, looking after yourself. And while I was talking to my sister-in-law this week, it's just, you know, in our community, we don't practice self-care enough. We don't practice... Not at all. We were talking about this facial thing that I got um, about how we need to use vitamin C, and retinol on our faces and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't even talk, we don't really do much of that in the black community where we have to look after our skin and, you know, just put ourselves first. We don't actually do that. And these things can really release a lot of stress, you know? Mm. There are lots of um, Christian meditations on YouTube. You just close your eyes and just, just stay focused. And it, it just 
talk you through the scripture with nice music playing. But in our community, we'll be like, why, why am I going to sit there and just... And they, they, look at it, uh, they look at it as if you have nothing else to do. <laughs> like you're just sitting there doing nothing. You're just wasting your time. You can use that time to yeah. prepare something or work or gain, I don't know, extra hours at work and get some extra money. Yeah. Meditations enough. It's it's almost seem like a strange language in our ears, right? But these are great things that we can do. We, you know, it's it's a great practice to have. I've been all about self care this year, and I can see the difference that it's having on me. I'm absolutely loving it, and I'm. I I think you know, as listeners, I would just really encourage you to really gradually, you know, gradually just get yourself in there. You know, just burn a candle one day. See how that makes you feel. If you felt good, then take the next step. Yourself the diffuser and just burn. You know, put your essential oils. If that works for you, experiment and try something new. You know, I remember. We have to try this twenty twenty one. This year we are facing it. We will face it. We don't want all these negative negative things in our lives anymore. We will try it. Ah, me me, I'll try it. I'll try it and I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll try. Sometimes, if you know, some people I understand. You know, money could be issue, but sometimes you don't. You can make your own. You know, you can make your own like um body scrub with like sea salt, Epsom salt, and with honey and things like that. It can be done at home. You don't necessarily have to spend a lot of money to buy these things you know so these are things that we can do we can you know get our own share butter and make our body butter cream just to make yourself feel good and it makes yeah yeah especially as women too you know when we do things like that it really gives us we really tend to come come in a very nice mood that we are so we're like ah something is doing my body just be me me you ah the way, ah, the way we're talking about this, the way I'm, I'm planning on how to go and book an appointment. <laughs> Even if you're in lockdown, you don't have to necessarily, like what I've been doing from last week is, so I bought myself like the body scrub and I got my face scrub. So I just spent a lot of time in the shower, just looking after myself, you see. And that, mm. when I come out, I'm just like, ah, this feels good. <laughs> so, yeah. It's absolutely necessary. And we need to treat ourselves. Put yourself first is what I'll say. Self-love is very important. Self-love and care is very, very important. So thank you so much on that, Mabel. Guys, seriously, this thing is not just something, Keke. Like seriously, if you are dealing with things like this or you know someone close to you who's dealing with this and you don't know what to do or where to go to, you can DM me or DM Mabel or go to and see your GP or a professional. It's very, very important. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. I don't know how more I can say, you know, how more I can emphasize on it. It's very, very important. Thank you for that, Mabel. Thank you. Moving on. Hmm. This thing. From your <laughs> view, eh? From just your own view, from your view, what have you like experienced so far in the African community when we talk about mental health, mental illness, and whatsoever, and all that? Great question. It's it's absolutely um, interesting, but sad at the same time because I remember uh, when my parents separated when I was really young, and I had um, depression. I had. 
social anxiety. I didn't want to be in a crowd. If I go, if I'm walking down the street and I see three, maximum three people, I will never go that road. I will turn the other way and go the long road or wherever, just go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I've always, I've been, I was born in the church, you know, I was, I've always been in the church from the time I was born till now. And now I'm in my thirties. And whilst experiencing all of those mental health illnesses, not once did I hear anything about mental health. I didn't know anything about mm. mental health in my community. I never heard anyone talking about this thing. So it wasn't even something that someone would say that I'd be able to say, wow, yeah, this makes sense. What I'm feeling is actually a mental health problem and I need to seek help. No, there was no such thing. Nobody. Now that I'm fully healed now, that I can look back and think that, oh, Oh, what I was actually experiencing was depression. What mm-hmm. the moments where I said I wanted to take my life, my gosh, that was suicide. Mm-hmm. But at that time, and even now, it's not something that I picked up whilst going through it. So that has been my experience in the African community where the conversations are not being had enough. And I feel like, thank goodness for social media now. Mm. people can see you know people talking about mental health awareness week and talking about perinatal mental health and people sharing you know celebrities coming out celebrities more of the white people you know coming out and sharing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how difficult it is for them and so therefore we are able to relate to those um stories and be like oh what i went through is actually a mental health problem but mm-hmm. I feel like it still remains a taboo in our community. And this is it's a we- huge taboo. Yeah. <laughs> and this is mm. group. We are on a, um, a quest to really kind of engage people in the conversation, you know, educate, bring awareness to help break the stigma of mental health. We don't talk about it at all. And even my dad, my dad, you know, he used mm. to get so angry. And it's only now that. I'm a mental health advocate that I'm able to be like, oh, why do you do this? Why do you get angry? So he can now understand that, oh, what I went through is a mental health challenge. And therefore he's trying his best to get better, you know. But can you imagine mm. how many of our parents, they don't even know that there's such thing as mental health. Every little you know? thing, they'll just be yelling at you. Every little thing, then them. So like you can see some of them, their life uh, is in disarray. Some people, sometimes they'll just be crying. I, oh, it's so sad. Eh? But they just don't acknowledge that it's a mental health problem. It's always it's yeah. the devil or it's the riches from my family. It's the riches from the village or the enemy is trying to tempt me. And then, mm. but then like, yeah. what can we do, you know, like to improve and how do we open up about mental health? So I feel the first, you know, one of the first steps will be educating because mm. in our community, it's just something that is not known to us. It's just something that we haven't learned about. We don't know much about it. Like I said before, whilst I was going through my own mental health difficulties, there were no resources about mental health. The conversations were not being being had in our communities, in our churches so I would say a great place to start will be to educate raising awareness about mental health in the black communities through our churches our youth groups our 
a cool, you know, they have their community that they mm-hmm. have their little community, community that they meet every Sunday. You can bring awareness, they can bring awareness about those things there. And also encouraging people to share their stories. And um, last year I had a whole series about BAME mental health, which is Black, Asian and ethnic minorities mental health. And mm-hmm. I had great speakers that came and just shared their story about mental health and, you know, depression. And I don't know if you know Emmanuel Smith. He's a Ghanaian. No, no. He's a Ghanaian. Maybe if I see, maybe if I see a picture. Yeah. He shared his journey with us about his depression and it was just so refreshing to hear other people's story. So when you are able to hear those stories, it kind of gives you that encouragement that you are not alone, that there are other people going through the same situation that you are going through. And also it does inspire you to also want to share your story, share your journey. And through that, you know, shared experiences, we are able to break the stigma attached to mental health and be like, hey, we are not demon possessed after all. We are not witches mm-hmm. after all. And when, you know, I feel like it would be great to even see church leaders and pastors coming out to say, hey, do you know what? I went through depression, you know, mm. I, this and that, you know, that would, that would kind of give some kind of encouragement and motivation to the congregation members to feel like, you know, it's okay to talk about it. It doesn't mean that I'm a witch or I'm demon possessed but it will come from the leaders to teach, to talk about it, to preach about it, you know? Mm, yeah. And also when people come to you and they try to open up about their problems, we shouldn't shut them up because you have, you also have like those instances that someone will, you know, you go to someone and try and talk to the person about how you feel and then they'll just shut you up for no reason. Don't talk about that. No, no, someone hears, don't, don't do that. No, 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 just keep quiet. And then, oh, we've suffered, oh. <laughs> and also one point that I would like to add as well is, in the African community, we are very fond of saying negative things to our children, our husbands. You know, sometimes we tend to say, you amount to nothing. You are, mm-hmm. why are you so stupid? I don't know what Jimmy said. You know, those words mm-hmm. become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And those things are like mentally and spiritually, you are abusing them and it forms them. It shapes, it shapes children's lives, you know. So we just need to be mindful that the words that we are using are words that are edifying, words that are building, not words that are going to, we are going to internalize it and have a negative impact on our lives down the line, you know. So it's just another thing that I feel we do a lot in the African community. A lot, a lot. Verbally abusing our children and we grow up and then we tend to have imposter syndrome where we feel like we are not capable to do anything. But that's because of the words that have been spoken to us when we were growing up. And now we are trying to break all of those kind of imposter syndrome things off of our lives. Yeah. So we need to know to speak good words, speak words that are going to build someone up, but not bring them down or tear them down. That's a good one. I'm really feeling that's really a good one. And also like when you are in a situation whereby you're feeling or you know that you have a mental problem and all that, how do you 
yeah, how do you tell someone about it, like a loved one, for instance, or a family member or a friend? How do you go to the person? Because it takes a lot of courage to even like admit it to yourself that you're going through this. So to even open up and tell someone, some somebody else about it, it's very, very difficult. So how do we, yeah, how do we do that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, because sometimes people... Um, you know, like, like you said, it's not easy to just admit it to yourself even. So when you mm-hmm. have to say, right, I think I might have this problem. And um, firstly, you need to be able to, you know, talk to someone that you can trust, right? Mm-hmm. And also you need to understand that there's nothing wrong with you asking for help. It's absolutely the right thing to do to seek help. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that you must know. And another advice that I would give is to find the right moment, find the right time to engage your loved ones in the conversation. You don't want mm-hmm. to be engaging, you know, your someone in the conversation where you feel like the atmosphere is just all wrong or they've just come home from work and they are in a bad mood or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's important to get the timing right. Just find the right time, find the right moment to engage the person in the conversation around mental health and how it's impacting you. It's also important to let them know how you are feeling and the impact that this thing that you think that you might have is having on you. So be it that, you know, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling really low. I'm feeling really sad. And this has been going for a very long time. I can't focus on my education. I'm not able to do my homework. I'm not able to go out with my friends, I can't concentrate. Um, just let them know how, how is, you are feeling. Let them know how it's impacting your daily activities. And also let them know um, what kind of help you will need. So once you tell them, it's important to say, look, I would love for you to come with me to see my doctor, for example, or you know, I've kind of booked myself in to, to see a specialist. Would you mind coming with? And that's why I wanted to have the conversation with you. So it's important to let them know what kind of help that you would need from them. Um, And also sometimes, again, we are are looking at the African community and our Mm -hmm. mental health. So perhaps you might tell your mom or your dad, your sister, brother, friend, and they might think you are absolutely crazy. And that's because of lack of education. So firstly, before you, you have the conversation with them, it's important to kind of find some resources. There are great resources about mental health. You can print something on the internet. You can, you know, again, get in touch with us, get in touch with it for myself. We'll be happy to provide you resources where you can, you know, get the information that you need. So in a way you kind of have a lot of information with you, but not so much that it can get overwhelming just reading it, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. <laughs> help is available. And if the person is really struggling to understand, then you just say, hey, look, I did some research and this is what I found. And when they're struggling to understand, you give it to them. They can have a read and get a better understanding about what you are trying to tell them. And also, um, again, in our community, if you find that whoever you are telling is really not getting what you are saying, mm-hmm. If you are, you know, at your work or at school, you can talk to your teachers about it if you feel comfortable to do that because they will have counsellors, they will be able to signpost you. For me at my work, we have mental health first aiders. 
so the mental health first aider will be able to signpost you to the right services available and support available in your country in your community right so just be mindful that all of these supports are available if you talk to your family and they don't they think you are crazy I would just say finally it's important not to give up just because they haven't believed you don't give up just try to hold on to that hope that you had and that desire that you want help let that be your hope and you hold on to it and then be able to speak to your work about it or um, speak to your school about it because if your parents don't believe you if your family don't believe you because they are African they have the African mentality trust you and me your school your they will take it seriously because mental health is something that white people take it very, very seriously. They are very passionate about mental health. So if you feel like family is not being supportive, be rest assured that there will be a lot of help available to you um, in, in, in your community. And I've had people that have come to me where perhaps family might not necessarily understand what they're going through, but they have sought help from their doctors, their GPs, their mental health communities, and it's been great they've been they're being provided with counseling and therapy and life is not so bad after all so last advice would be don't give up follow all the advice that i've given but hold on to hope and and keep going and definitely you will get the right support yeah oh wow i've heard people saying that mental health is like white people's problem white people's disease it's oh really the lack of education on some certain things it's it's sometimes it's it's really draining but yeah let's just uh follow what mabel just said and ah it shall be where it is where this thing Hmm. lots of information today and so many information like i have a broader idea of uh on you know mental health mental illness and all these things and i hope you too you've learned one or two things from this we were going to end it here for today but definitely tune in next week next week we will go in further we will talk about mental ill health in the bible from the uh, you know from christian uh, from christian perspective what churches do the, the you these people that will be calling people that they are demon possessed or they are witches when they're experiencing mental illness hmm, hmm, for you just tune in next week and hear you know examples and meaning and all these things from a professional point of view so tune in next week and we'll continue this discussion i have this all i have for you for today thank you bye Thank you for listening to the Afri Talk podcast. Please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with everyone you know. For more amazing stories, stay connected by following me on all social media platforms. Find me on Instagram at AfriTalk underscore pod, on Twitter at AfriTalk pod, and on Facebook, AfriTalk podcast. Or you can send me an email at AfriTalkP at gmail.com. AfriTalkP at gmail.com. <laughs>